probably it's going to happen like two, three times. Uh, it's because of the connection of the interface to the computer. I cannot solve it because my computer is old. Um, when you hear that, just stop talking and wait, and wait until the button sounds like five seconds. Good. Okay. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the eighth episode of the podcast Undercurated. I am your host, Elif, and today my guest is my extremely talented friend, Corina Gutos. Hey there. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I am caffeinated uh-huh. and closing a nice weekend so how was your week filled with good vibes it was lovely yeah you came to berlin i came to berlin my favorite escapist destination <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it filled me with new curiosities as it always does i think i left some behind and you're leaving tomorrow i'm leaving tomorrow you came from hamburg to berlin for your exhibition yes what was it about it was um, well, it was kind of post-human themes overall throughout all the artists. And yeah. I'm kind of working on creating future artifacts. And mm-hmm. so in my work, I decided to focus on the theme very relevant in my life at the moment. And that's self-care on overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> and so kind of archiving these needs that yeah have gotten a little out of hand maybe during the pandemic. Mm-hmm that are insatiable and um, so that's something I focused on that was kind of themed since New Year's that I'm not getting a lot of offers for exhibitions at the moment since of course we're not open to the public so I wanted to as always talk about what's relevant what's on my chest at the moment Mm -hmm. and I do that in materiality and collections and so I'm a jewelry and object artist working and exploring installation at the moment for the first time Mm -hmm. and so it spilled out all over the Oh, that was the, the first time? It's about the third time that I worked as an installative artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We went together, you, Benjamin, and I, to see your exhibition yesterday, which was which was so good that <laughs> I, I booked uh, other two galleries for Saturday to visit. Corina's exhibition was so good that I had to cancel the other two <laughs> exhibitions that I booked for myself to see because I was... <laughs> My art um, tank was filled <laughs> to the maximum. That's why I didn't need to see any more art. Um, I was happy. I don't know what was the last time I went to an exhibition. It was late summer, I guess. And I missed it so much. And I liked your exhibition a lot. I don't know. The, ways you, the way you use material is I kind of, it's like fascinates me. Also, when I saw it yesterday, I was like, wow. It's like the, I don't know, the Everything is actually kind of forgotten or old or waste or anything, but you just re-weave uh, them. <laughs> yeah. And it's really fascinating. I really like it. I was very inspired by your exhibition. It's really cool. And then I asked you um, yesterday that, uh, are you a hoarder? <laughs> but I meant that you like archiving, right? And Wait, yes. I told you, are you a hoarder? And you said what? Uh, I think I went into this kind of defense of if it's an addiction, if it's, it's, it's an addiction, if it takes over your life and it's inhibiting other, you know, other normal functions of a life, <laughs> you're a non-functioning citizen, right? <laughs> and so if you have a highly organized system of keeping the things that you collect, then it's not inhibiting your life. No. 
So they're perfectly archived. <laughs> you own an archive. So that's why I call it my material library. Exactly. Not I told my her like pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a lot of shit in your house? I asked her, and then she said, "No, I have a material library." And then I said, "Fair enough." <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's my ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> There's a system yes. you're trying to say, which is true. Yeah, an ever-developing system. And I'm really particular about objects, actually. So when one finds its way into my life, it's a really magical moment because I reject most of them. And you always enough. have an eye for them? like when Yeah. Oh my you're God. You're always like collecting, finding objects. You just find them probably, right? Yeah. Every time totally. you're out. They speak to me. I can be completely engaged in another activity and it's just like screaming in my ear from field right and... I'm like I call it like going on a on a walk with my artist when it's like my artist is this little puppy dog that wants to smell and pee on everything. <laughs> so there's no linear path with me in nature. <laughs> it's like my eyes are always half on the ground and people think like um I don't know my vision just darts left and right the entire time when I'm having a conversation and I'm engaged in the uh -huh. conversation still my eyes are, yeah. are engaged in yeah. other things. But do you like have something set in your mind? You know what you're looking for or What does that object say to you? What like when it says "take me"? Why do you take the object? What do you think at that moment? There's some kind of emotional reaction in me. It mm. releases something, something visceral that it triggers some childhood memory, or or it's some weird juxtaposition of things that just don't belong together. Like mm. trash is a huge inspiration to me. Just like the trash bin as a location, because mm. things of that never belong together that have traveled the entire world uh, are co-mingling and co-creating there and. Mm kind of think of them taking on a life of their own, like when we're not looking. They often are, like the processes of nature are then engaging and it's kind of this collaboration between all these passerbyers who are co-creating together yeah. without intention. Yeah, and then slugs are getting involved. <laughs> and ants are carrying away their favorite shiny particle. <laughs> I love these little universes that when we slow down and take the time to observe. Um, they, they are really little universes. That's so true what you're yeah. saying. Like, it's also, in your art, you see that like when you look at, like the thing you showed us yesterday, what was that? The It's collecting shell? Yeah. Yeah, uh, the name is starting with the Latin term for foreigner, like Zeno. I can't remember the rest of it, but mm -hmm. um, I love this. It's really like a true nature, an artist of nature. It's a shell that in yeah. order to to conceal itself uh, from prey, it's um, it's collecting other shells in its area. And first it makes a big collection. And it's a naked little fragile soft shell organism. It built its own shell. And then um, as it's still soft and forming itself, it collects, it arranged these objects that it collected into a pattern, largely, mostly from small to large in a fractal formation in its body and creates a house that's blending in with its environment. And of course, from our super human centric view, we'd be like, oh my God, it's so sustainable. <laughs> <laughs> Or it's an artist. That's why I discovered it in the Museum of Natural History in New York City. And it was like, are there artists in nature? And I was just like, wow, how human centric is this? <laughs> Obviously, nature was Are the original yeah, artist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the term artist, we came up with that. Is the nature copying us? <laughs> Or something like that. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, good for nature. Good for nature. They're trying hard. It's <laughs> good. It's good. From let, them, let them have a little bit of freedom to explore what their potential. <laughs> yeah. Nature finds its passion. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by googling yes by googling <laughs> that's how we find passions <laughs> 
Yeah, another question I asked you was, were you always collecting stuff? Because it was like when I told you that I'm always, I have periods and at the end of periods in my lifetime, it was always like this. It's like select all and delete. Mm. I have to restart everything always. So I throw... I never archived any fucking thing in my life. And this mm. podcast, maybe it's that, like it was an alarm thing. If you're losing everything, you're yeah. like throwing everything away, uh, you're going to die alone. So I thought to myself, let me just archive my friends and the moments that we have right now. So that like 15 years later, we'll look back and we see, oh, I was so young and beautiful. Now I'm awful. <laughs> no, not like that. But yeah, just to have like a sense of, because I also forget things. Yeah. I don't remember them anymore. I wish, for instance, when I was seven, eight, nine, at that, at that time, I had a best friend called Mine from uh, elementary school. And we would after school go home and then record our voices from the tape recorder we had a lot of like empty cassettes and just talk shit <laughs> like i wish i kept those things oh, and listen to my seven-year-old self right amazing. now because that's different from a thing that your mom records recording yeah. you. that was fully our imagination you know? we were performing i mean this we were performing performing differently we were playing with each other and we were alone and we were like free And we were just like playing. Like, I wish I had those cassettes and I just threw them away. Oh. What the fuck? Control, I'll delete, man. <laughs> Get it back. Gotta stop. Someone help me. Yeah, I guess this, this finite nature of life becomes a lot more apparent the closer yeah. we get. The closer is not what I wanted to say, but... To death? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it like a thing you think like, I want to be remembered. Is it like that? Like, oh, I'm going to die soon and I have no like evidence left. of <laughs> Who's going to know that I was alive? Something like that, maybe. I don't know. That yeah. anxiety. I don't know. Yeah, but I definitely think we, we get more need to do this and understand how much we forget and how much is fleeting from what we, what we call joy, what we call the meaning of life is like suddenly... Mm. So temporary, so temporary. That's why it's always been this human need, like to kind of put our memories into tangible things, mostly tangible things like collectors and stuff like mm. that. Like, of course, some of the most early artifacts that were found with some kind of sentimentally charged little mm. item, talisman, feather necklaces. Okay, yeah. Those didn't last so long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those didn't last as long. But yeah, like some parts of the feather necklaces left. Yeah. And we assumed maybe they were feather necklaces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it makes sense that you digitally archive now and uh, I don't know it it feels good. When you were a kid were you also collecting stuff or did you have an this relationship with objects before or did it develop later in life? I had it as a kid of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Early illness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I did. I liked to collect things a lot. I think I started at like three already collecting things. Three. An interesting fact. Yeah. What did you collect? Actually, there's a statistic that most people have started some type of collection by three. Even if it's just like three oh. items. They're like, I like this and I would like other versions of this. Hmm. Whether it's just like an owl sock or something or Were you collecting paper napkins? No. That was maybe that was a theme in maybe Turkey. That was thing. No. This paper napkins were like we were always going when we were going to for a dinner party at my parents' friend's place. 
There was also this, is it called paper napkin? Mm-hmm. You get zaviette, is it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. There were always these fancy paper napkins with oh. different colors, with glazing, with, I don't know, with glitter or pink or whatever. The material was different sometimes and the shape. I was collecting them and my friends were also collecting that. Interesting that such a, such a phenomenon was there. And then there was... What else did we collect? I collected this troll yeah. babies. Nice. Baby, I don't know. With the diapers. Ah, there were these little baby figures. Yeah. Uh, the transparent one was the most precious at our... A transparent baby? Yeah. <laughs> was it a fetus? <laughs> fetus figurine. <The> shellfish. <laughs> <laughs> a baby shellfish figure. No, yeah, there was a transparent baby. <laughs> Babies had like characters. Didn't you have this? Baby figures? No. I mean, Plastic. They had this little and velvety they, they, ones. Some of them have like a, what do you drink milk from? Baby bottle. Baby bottle. Yeah. Some of them had, I don't know, like a item of clothing. Some of them had a toy in the hand. They had also um, different hair. It's not, it wasn't like hair, but it was I don't know, also still plastic. And then there was one transparent baby. And everyone was trying to find that because you were going and buying from the shop and it was like packaged. Okay. You don't know what's inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're opening it. And, and the other surprised. ones were plastic, like skin color. Yeah. Okay. And this was transparent. What the Weird. Fuck? I'm going to search. <laughs> the glass like research baby. This. What was that about? What were you yeah, collecting? I collected, I collected like one of my earliest things was like this little, little teddy bears. Now that we're on the topic of small, swallowable figurines, <laughs> probably banned in the States now. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Um, yeah, it was little tiny teddy bears that were like covered in like velvet, like soft thing. Actually, it was I the first remember. thing I stole. And you could I move, stole the, them. move the legs and arms, right? No, no. I know what you mean. That's a little advanced. Mm, okay. Because we're like really like. You stole them from where? Grocery stores. Mm. I don't know, like office kind of shop things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you collected them. Yes, and rocks. I collected a lot of rocks. Collecting and archiving is something I always admired. People who do this consistently and with passion. Sometimes there are things like I long-lasting wishes, desires of mine to become, to have certain characteristics in me like being an archiving person but I'm I can't be that person and I accept mm. that now mm. I'm just not let's just move on <laughs> stop yearning for it and doing nothing about it. I don't think it's something to be terribly proud of that we need that many people hoarding this amount of stuff no matter how you organized material it is. Library. <laughs> we don't need that many Let me material librarians <laughs> It's like a job as a kid, you know, everyone's like, yeah, I want to be a librarian. But actually you grow up and you don't want to be a material librarian. <laughs> Believe me, you know how many times I've had to library. rethink the system? The system has been crashed so many times. <laughs> when somebody just sends me, my customer sends me a fucking dog skull in a box and this crashes the material library. You okay. think I have a drawer for a dog skull? <laughs> Your customer sent you a dog skull? Yeah, somebody wrote me over Instagram if I was still looking for bones. And I said, sure, why not? And um, I gave them my address and I got a dog skull in a box. Mm-hmm. And where do you keep it right now? In the fridge? <laughs> no, it's in the exhibition, front and center. Ah, is that a dog skull? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know. I, th- I mean, what did I think it was? I don't know, but I didn't assume that it was a dog. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, what did you say? Self-care warfare? Yeah, self-care warfare. (laughs) (laughs) Alternative title, um, self-preservation end destination. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, self-care warfare didn't exactly hit it on the needle, but I was brainstorming all day and I almost mm-hmm. just named it brainstorming all day. <laughs> because exactly that's what it is. Just this exhaustion. From yeah. Never being good enough. Having pages and pages of written down responses, like pages of scrolling and thinking with Google and asking it's, Google what my passion is and never arriving at a satisfactory answer. Never being done. So maybe that's what the title actually was. Just <laughs> brainstorming all day. Like the, the other artists in the exhibition were like, this girl has a problem. I was like, didn't talk to anyone the first day. I was like, it's not done. <laughs> can, can we not do the small talk stuff? No, I didn't look at your artwork yet. I have to figure out what the fuck I just made here. Yeah, that's but that's good. I totally am, understand like what you're saying. Like when you're focused on something and you want to finish that, you cannot. You're like closed for a while because yeah. you need to focus. Yeah, to, blinders. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's like the the thing that we talked about about the consumption thing. Yeah, you know yeah. when you, um, I told Corina earlier that um, sometimes I shop things i buy things that i am convinced that they're gonna fix my life for instance this blackboard that i bought there's a blackboard in my room and before i uh bought it i thought okay i'm gonna buy a blackboard i'm gonna hang it on my wall i'm gonna write my daily routine schedule and the things that i don't want to forget and like sketch blah 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 and i bought it and i hung it on my wall and it i drew a bunny a depressed bunny on it and that's it um it didn't fix my life and i'm not on schedule and i forget <laughs> things and i throw th- things away that's what the bunnies say <laughs> so another disappointment so i'm disappointed all the time by the things i buy because they are not giving me the things that i expect from them which is to fix my life yes and this is the goal of capitalism yeah. hello yeah You're never, never satisfied finished never satisfied yeah the next product yeah. will get you there it will as promised maybe not this one but did you try this one did you try this <laughs> but wait there's more <laughs> but wait if you called out <laughs> one more final final end all solution yeah and that's why end destination so yeah Self-preservation and destination is not a destination we will reach. So it's a very future dystopian landscape that I've created there, a kind of cave for reclusion, digital detoxing. From I had other alternative titles. I could just list them all instead of even explaining it and you would get the picture. <laughs> just from example, like love thy troll. <laughs> <laughs> Loving your enemy as yourself. Trying to defeat yeah. negative energy with positive energy. Doing anything, sipping tea, self-care, makeover, get a new piercing, cut your hair off, do hours of bathing, skincare rituals, all of these things. Because capitalism, it just exhausts us. It sucks us dry and then says, treat yourself. You deserve it. You look so tired. I don't know why you look so tired, but let me offer you (laughs) some things to get you. Bitch, you're the reason I'm tired. What are you talking about? It's horrible. It exploits us constantly. And then just tells us we're worth more. Find our worth, you know? Yeah. Spend it, splurge, loosen up them purse strings. Did you try bubble bath? Yeah. <laughs> Did you try <laughs> tiger bomb on your clip? Oh yeah. Are we going there already? So what about that? <laughs> so one of the best stories I've heard in my life. End destinations. Yeah. Yeah. This is there are, as you put it so so well. 
There are self-care rituals that are incompatible. Exactly. <laughs> Tell me more. Conflict, <laughs> conflicts of interest. <laughs> My corona lows. We're going there. <laughs> okay. The Let's corona lows. Okay. When the motivation is just gone. Mm -hmm. Bottom, bottom of the bucket. Low, low, low. Mm -hmm. Then got to do some work. So I bargain with myself. Bare minimum. What's the bare minimum I can do today? So mm -hmm. I'm freelancer. I don't have a boss. I don't have tolerance for bosses. And uh, so I, I bargain with myself and I say, boss Karina, what's the bare minimum you can do today? Could probably squeeze it into an hour and a half. Deep breath. <laughs> In order to get to this hour and a half of work, I have to have my highly extended morning rituals, three hours of getting hungry, thinking about what I'm going to eat, <laughs> delaying, take a shower, do some sports, finally make some meal, spend my time savoring it, all this. Then I do the hour of hour and a half of work and then I'm just done, you know. <laughs> Too much. Too much. It's exhausting. It's just exhausting. I get out of the house and get some fresh air. Largely disappointed because it's Hamburg <laughs> and it's gray and I live in the city center and it stinks. And then I retreat back to my house, to my sanctuary. And then the evening self-care rituals begin. Mm -hmm. These involve also very elaborate, high energy, low calorie meals. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Because <laughs> High energy, low calorie meals. Uh, is that? Uh, That's something I've made up. Google search? No, no. I just laugh at myself because <laughs> hunger is such a gift. It doesn't come along enough for me. My brain's always hungry. My uh -huh. body is not so hungry. And um, so I make a Taurus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Taurus. <laughs> oh, you know Best it. Day if you're hearing this, also Taurus. <laughs> you know it. So, uh, so I make it extended as much as possible. I extend the pleasure and have lots of foreplay with my food. And like I start cutting things and then I walk away. <laughs> What a romance. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It is. It's really foreplay. It's like edging. <laughs> yes, I edge with my food all the time. And so... Eventually, I, I cook and eat the meal, and it's wonderful. Um, so that's the one self-care ritual, is just a really slow, mindful appreciation of my food. Mm -hmm. And um, I like to read. Um, I like to do some kind of intuitive movement. Like, I start with yoga or, or Pilates, and then sometimes I just, yeah, I listen to a body part of mine that feels off, and I kind of let it, let it lead me. Sometimes I'm just sitting and, like, let my right toe wander to <laughs> somewhere and then I follow it with my entire body. I don't know. I'm a freaky person. Such a contemporary description. You just described contemporary dance? <laughs> yeah, but I discovered it myself. <laughs> movement? <laughs> Intuitive movement. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm delaying, right? <laughs> Trying not to get to the tiger bomb part. Yeah. So sometimes the intuitive movement is not enough to get rid of the, the ailing body part. And then I go to to formulas, trusted ancient wisdom, medicine, such as Tiger Bomb. Tiger Bomb. Give myself a small massage. I read my astrologies, all the apps. Daphne gave me also a really nice trick of like, if you have a question, asking your Spotify playlist. Um, ah, this is definitely, you know yeah, yeah, tell us. She also got it from somewhere else. Not from me, but I heard Oh, ah, okay, yeah, from another friend. So you ask a question, some uncertainty in your life. 
And then you go to your like songs on Spotify and you just shuffle. And the first seven songs you listen to and the kind of culmination of themes in there, the lyrics and the vibe and the energy about it should should answer, should give you some kind of clarity. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this perfect. I forgot about this. Now I, remember. I love it. Yeah. So I've incorporated that into my self-care marathon. <laughs> That's one stage of it. Of course, there's candles everywhere. Mm -hmm. All the candles all the time. Mm -hmm. So I've given myself the back massage. Of course, I'm naked. I love to be naked. I'm naked all the time. And um, yeah, and often ending the night with a nice ritualistic um, self-love ritual. Mm -hmm. uh, ritual? Ritual? How many times did I say ritual? Okay, we're talking about masturbation if you didn't get it yet. It's material library. <laughs> It's material librarian time. And, you know, some unthinkable things happen in the library. The We all have fantasies. <laughs> the material librarian needs time for herself. <laughs> and the material librarian has fantasies, you know? Yeah. They can't all be fulfilled with people who don't understand material libraries or haven't been in one. Yeah. <laughs> It's only one girl who understands the material we're talking about. And that's my material. And I know it well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, but these are incompatible because I have a raised bed and it's pretty far from my bathroom. So you don't think that I'm going to wake up and uh, get down, climb down the ladder and wash my hands and remove this beautiful eucalyptus aroma that's surrounding me and setting the perfect atmosphere for my self-love ritual? No, didn't occur to me. So, <laughs> so I'm doing the deed and... <laughs> you went right into it. Yeah, I went right into it. And then about a minute later, something's wrong. Cold, hot... All of that, <laughs> expanding, contracting, not really placeable sensation. <laughs> does, belong, does this belong to my body? <laughs> Is this foreign object in my material library? <laughs> Tiger bomb masturbation. Not recommended. Not recommended. Um, I know that a lot of people tried this probably in the world. Yeah. Like it's a very popular, but don't do it. <laughs> Everyone's trying to masturbate with Tiger Bomb. Don't. Just Calm don't. Down. Yeah. It's just not compatible. Incompa And then the thing is, how does it go away? What did you do after? Stay calm. Because you, you can't wash your clip. You can't. I mean, you can. You certainly can. But uh, it was too late. It's eucalyptus. Okay. And then it slowly yeah. went away. Yeah, it went away. To like Amazing. Two minutes or something. Amazing. Along with my libido. <laughs> Gone. I mean, what an end to hours of self-care ritual. Just yeah, laying man, in you bed. You did everything like... perfect. <laughs> Up to that moment, you did everything perfect. Yeah. And But the um, order of things were... It's the order of operations. Yeah, order of operations got mixed up. Yeah, yeah. There was a problem there and unfortunately um, things that have, should not have followed each other followed. One, the other, and then, um, yeah, wow, it's amazing. I mean, first time you told me this, I was like, ah, how, how does that happen? I never thought of this. But actually, it's not that unlikely to happen. Yeah, I've, I've been close to a second offense. <laughs> I might have had a second offense. <laughs> I think I've been close to the third offense. I learned slowly with that. It's really like seducing atmosphere. Yeah. It's the aromas, all the sensations so, are right. It's okay. Just... But how do you massage with a tiger bomb? Like, I'm very flexible. I touch every part of my body. Just with do my the tiger bomb. Yeah, on my back. 
okay. Back, shoulders mostly. Yeah, the order of operations. Maybe I should make a checklist in my bed sanctuary. You're the control freak. What would you recommend? Let me make you a checklist. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix the situation. Hmm. Your clit is never going to be hot and cold at the same time again. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that your clit is safe by managing the order of operations. <laughs> I am the manager of the order, order of secretary. <laughs> You'd be my self-care secretary. <laughs> Amazing. SES. Self-care secretary. Hire me. <laughs> For your safety. <laughs> We found your job. So protect is this my passion? Self-care welfare. Wait a minute. You know? Self-care warfare. This is the only way to prevent it. Exactly. This is a passive, this is for passivity. Yeah, I'm, uh, this is a peaceful movement. Yeah. 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 Really giving back. Perfect. <laughs> I feel like I found my passion. Um, just hit me up. SCS. I'm going to make sure. SCS services. SCS <laughs> services. Good morning, Elif speaking. <laughs> Yes, you feel a sensation in your coat. It's hot and cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you use Tiger Bomb. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Excuse no, me, another one on the line. I <laughs> Can I wait you for three minutes, please? And then, and then the boyfriend, like, wait, your boyfriend ate chili cheese nachos? How many hours ago? Definitely told us. That's how we got to that. told us. I know. I feel like I just like started relapsing my memory and I'm involving everyone else's story in my own. I can just imagine the sensation so good that my memory adapts it to my own experience. Yeah. It's something, I mean, I have no boundaries. And I mean, this was like, you said when I told you that, aka when we met. I mean, like, first conversation. Give it to me. <laughs> this is the story of my life going to way too intimate, way too personal yeah, mine places. Too. Like too much information. Way too quickly. And of course, I did the same this weekend. And um, my favorite artist in the show that I was showing with, we ended up having this conversation as well. And he was like, well, I'm a cook. And I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> you're dangerous. He was like, habanero. So like, oh my God, you're a penis, man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> How many times do you just like run to the toilet like between <laughs> cutting habaneros and uh, experience a uh, terrible fateful situation over and over. So these are things we need to talk about. These are things we need to talk about. These are things we need to address. The order of operations is important. The uh, Seeing the incompatibility of self-care routines is important. Let's talk about this. Do not forget your self-care secretary, SES. Call her. Get one. I also told you earlier about this thing where a colleague of mine asked me, <laughs> she came to me one day and asked me, asked, what, what are your hobbies? And I was like, I couldn't answer her. I was like shocked by this. Like no one ever asked me, what are your hobbies? And I couldn't find an answer in my head they could that could satisfy her that I think that she needs from me I don't know why did she ask me this question I said like my hobbies my hobbies are yoga is that enough yoga <laughs> and she wasn't satisfied and I was like what should I say like rock climbing but I don't rock climbing so should I tell her and I was thinking like inside my head this is too much of an intimate question or I don't want to answer this question and yoga is not enough for you I don't know what else to say like I was thinking like I like to sing um I like to sing 
but I don't want to tell her that I like the, I like this. I don't want to share. I don't want to share this information with her. Like asking someone, "What are your hobbies?" I think it's an intimate question. Yeah. And then I was just shocked for this question and the how it affected me actually. How I was shocked. Look, like just answer or just say, "I don't have any hobbies." I don't know. Do I have any hobbies? Do you have any hobbies? What are your hobbies? My life is hobbies. I've made What a great answer. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a material librarian. I could have tell this to my colleague like my lord a great answer. <laughs> If someone asks me next time what are your hobbies, I'm gonna certainly answer <laughs> 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 them. Certainly. <laughs> certainly answer them. That's a hobby. You're putting different syllables in um <laughs> scratch that. <laughs> Cut this out. Not a hobby. <laughs> Not a hobby. Um, wow, yeah, I feel highly susceptible to hobbies. Ooh. I remember a point where I was like, I, I have a breaking point. Like one more hobby and... <laughs> I'm not in control of my life anymore. Too much, so it's hard, hard to be relate. Yeah, like to your to your ah, fear-stricken, yeah. panic, deer in the headlights moment. There, it seems to be some kind of insecurity there. That yeah, sure. Like, And one time, I remember uh, a guy that I was that I liked. We were kind of in a flirting situation. It was like I don't know, five six years ago. And then suddenly he asked me, "What is your passion in life?" And I was again. Oh, my passion, my And I couldn't answer him. And I was like, "Why did you ask me this? Now I have to like uh, find a passion for myself. Mm. Like I didn't think of this before. I didn't think. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's on the table. And why did you have to confront me with this? Like, and, and I was like, "What do you mean by passion? Like, what do you? What is that? Like, what does it mean?" He was like, "I don't know. Like for me, it's um, music." Or is it like I don't know blah 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 is it like which one is it for you it's your passion he kept he insisted to find out my passion but I didn't know I was like I don't know man I was again shocked and paralyzed by that question so what's your passion Liv I'm waiting for your super cool answer <laughs> tell me please don't hold it back <laughs> gonna have to get to yourself sweetie <laughs> get on the passion bandwagon <laughs> I can only Google what's my passion. Can somebody tell me what my passion is? Well, look who told you in the end? You. Myself. Google was a mirror to your my, soul. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> just like any good therapy, just like this podcast will teach us something about ourselves. <laughs> That's true. That we think the other world, the world wants to know, but actually the we're world, just doing this because for the world ourselves. is watching. <laughs> Hey world! Hey, world. <laughs> hey out, five people! World. <laughs> Shout the out world to the last to seven know. guests on this podcast <laughs> who are have <laughs> such a big ego now that they were asked to be on a podcast that they want all the other people. <laughs> Everyone's been asking. Two people asked. <laughs> Send your questions and comments now. We're on the line. If you have any questions for us, please comment. <laughs> Uh, I can't get back to all of your DMs, <laughs> but I'm gonna. I'm trying. Uh, when I find time, I'm trying to answer, but it's impossible to get to all of your DMs. So I'm sorry uh, in advance for the un unanswered cry for help. 
So passion generator is not my thing, but I am a DJ name generator extraordinaire. Ooh. If you need a DJ name, maybe your passion could follow that. Because like when I got names that were just so off the hook, I was like, fuck, I need to learn to DJ right now. <laughs> because this name is just way superior to anything I've ever heard out there. And that's all it takes. It's just fucking branding. Anyone could turn the knobs. Sorry, Besta. It's <laughs> what I've been told. <laughs> Generator extraordinary. Yeah. And they're really time relevant. So that's the thing. This is a lot of urgency behind it. They're like, God damn it. If I don't start my career tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like boot camp, DJ boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> you could please do this for me because I, I told you too many hobbies. I'm at the brim limit. There's no space left. All these rituals and hobbies. <laughs> and <laughs> um, yeah. And I also told you about this. Um, so someone asked the comedian Whitney Cummings, I don't have any hobbies, what should I do? And then she replied back, what did you like to do when you were a kid? So go back to that thing. Because hobby, it, it's actually true because a hobby is something playful, hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, or not? I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean. But so what did you like to do as a kid? Sing, dress myself up with my clothes or my mom's clothes clothes and with my mom's scarves do makeup of my mom's uh, this is not going anywhere good okay <laughs> these, are, these are not <laughs> and to uh masturbate with tiger balm <laughs> <laughs> oh as a kid i'm an early tiger bomber should this be my answer to my colleague <laughs> oh my god yes do you have any hobbies i love to masturbate with tiger balm <laughs> Do you know? Do you do, you do that too? <laughs> the kind for muscles, not for breathing. It's a bit hot and then cold, but it's like really good. <laughs> yeah, that's my hobby. That's my only hobby. I do it every day. <laughs> I can't feel anything. <laughs> 8,000 nerve endings can't be wrong, right? <laughs> yeah. I would have loved to see her face. Holy shit. <laughs> That would be funny. And then you just say, JK, new slipper, your card for SCS service. <laughs> I see that you have hobbies, but do you have self a self-care routine? If you don't know, I can introduce you to one and teach you all the way, all the steps in the right order. Mm. Um, so just call me, SCS, <laughs> at your service. <laughs> self-care secretary. Amazing. So we could even make the... The anti-capitalist activity. <laughs> How? We can sell it. We made a commodity out of the like decommodification of our lives. Just exactly. right here. Just I just created. <laughs> we created something financially. So you wanna viable unwind? <laughs> out of decompression. You wanna unwind? Okay, but you cannot unwind with the right expert, right? <laughs> you didn't think that you're gonna unwind by yourself. That's not going to work ever. <laughs> Just call someone. You need help. Yeah, you need help yeah. to get relaxed. Remain dependent at yeah. all costs. Depend. Actually, yeah, maybe capitalism is like an over-giving, codependent person. Mm. Because it's giving all the time. It's over-giving. Like, take this, take this. Take this. And mm. it wants to control the outcome. Mm. of its giving yeah. and also it knows that it cannot survive on its own so 
it's always dependent on the people to all the people and it tries to keep all of them by giving mm. to them mm. amazing wow i'm very impressed by my um description of capitalism very impressive mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's like a parasite it's uh the theme of my new book a parasite <laughs> self-care secretary how capitalism is <laughs> Is a code codependent overgiving prick. <laughs> uh, no ex- memories of a self care secretary. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Okay, yeah. Something like something. I'm working on uh, it. Oh, working right. titles, working titles. I don't think we're there yet. Yeah, but that's the thing. We're yeah. permanently yeah. dissatisfied, yeah, yeah. so we'll never be yeah, there. Yeah. No, no. This book is never <laughs> going to be published. But it's. Um, but it's, you'll rewrite it six times. Yeah, I'll rewrite it and I'm going to throw it all away. Come up with a new idea. Mm. And buy some shit on Amazon and feel better. <laughs> In order to start writing the book, first I need to buy myself a desk. Yes. Okay. Not the desk that I have because that is not a good desk for writing books. Not a masterpiece. I heard, I heard that writers use specific desks. Really? Okay. Wow. And then there's the chair. You can have an ordinary chair. Not to write you a masterpiece. You can have a writer's chair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then you need to write laptop or the pen and paper or whatever. Like you got to set this up. Mm. Once you set the perfect environment for the writer up, then there's of course going to be other things that you, maybe the house, the Everything. place that you're living is not the city. Maybe you need to change the city and it takes time. You're going to move and then you're going to Everything in adapt. life wants to break our flow. You're going to change your friends. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're going to find compatible friends to the theme of your book. Mm it's a it's a long journey yeah yeah everything in life wants to break our flow and it's all this blockage yeah but um you gotta purge but nothing's gonna achieve that because i'm always gonna take the step the next step <laughs> to that is gonna not take me to the destination what did i just say <laughs> I didn't. yeah that's like the blackboard on my wall that did not fix my life, so probably. But it was also bef- before I started uh, the podcast. I structured the idea in my head. Like, if you would see my notes, the structure that I made, the plan that I made, I'm not using any of this. Mm-hmm. And the name of the podcast is undercurated. It's like no plan, <laughs> no nothing. <laughs> but first, first, I need to finish this this thing, and then then I can make the next step. And like you said, procrastination. It's like a bit of imposter syndrome too. Maybe, maybe that's a stretch. But I mean, we're never really like perfect enough to present it to the world or to write our mentor or anywhere we truly believe that we mm. we should be in life. And we're always waiting. Ah, oh, the next project is almost there. It's almost perfect. It's almost good enough. Yeah, it's, it's, put it out it's that question. It's like if you would be sure or if you would make sure that you're going to be 100% very successful in one thing, mm. what what would you do? Mm. You're asking me that. Yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> <laughs> Here's my deer in the headlights moment. <laughs> Please answer me. But you would probably oh. do the things that you're doing right now, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah, I mean, or, career-wise, uh, yeah, totally. But Is it? I, Think about it. I mean... Like, you're going to be very successful at it. Mm. You're going to be very satisfied by the outcome... Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, it kind of also became really clearly like in the corona times that I was thinking of kind of 
the story of mankind and what I have to, how I archived that and what I've learned from archiving it. And, um, and the stories of progress and all of the kind of, here's why I lose the, the English word, Germany. Germany has destroyed my brain. Um, contradictory. Mm-hmm. All the contradictory things that, that humans do. And so the kind of marks of progress that we're proud of are technological advances and our, I focus as a hand worker on like the tool making and how that brought us to the Industrial Revolution and everything. So we have like Stone Age to Bronze Age, and this is where this kind of relationship to materiality occurred and where we started to to kind of work against our our finite nature as humans by infusing objects with life. Okay, I could go on a lot of tangents, but yeah, so that's something we're kind of proud about, of our technological advancements in, in one material. And so a craftsperson gets to know their material in life um, like they speak the one one language. Goldsmith knows gold in and out and all of its properties. And I think, okay, now we live in Anthropocene. For anyone who doesn't know that, it's like the geological epoch that's been proposed where the entire surface of the earth has been altered by man. And billions and billions of years from now, there'll be a, a shift, a, a shift, a shift, a, a, a layer, <laughs> a layer of the earth that is scarred by man and our activities. And so... What's our raw material today and what's relevant, what's valuable and what's rare, good? Um, I think it's not like precious material anymore, but it's the, yes, the raw material is the ready-made object. It's the forgotten Mm -hmm. everyday disposable item that was made to be used for 10 minutes and then lives on for 500 years, the plastic straw from McDonald's. This is the raw material of our times. Mm. And what's the rare good? Because we have enough rare minerals, like we could extract even more, but we have enough unwanted gold jewelry on this earth that it's it's honestly not really valuable anymore. Mm. So the rare good is the people who like understand, have the solutions to the problems of our times, who have this ancient knowledge, this heritage, and they have, they combine this interdisciplinarily with engineering, with scientists who have solutions to our most pressing issues on a dying planet. And so combining these is a rare good to think more interdisciplinary. So this long discussion and short sense is like my mission as a craftsperson, as somebody who expresses myself in materials, is to work with the materials of our times in using this kind of ancient and current knowledge. So I want to be kind of like a smith, like a anthro smith (laughs) (laughs) working with man's forgotten debris to like an an expert craftsmanship that um yeah tells the story of mankind basically in materiality and saying and just um kind of breaking a a value making a value shift in Mm, the market mm. so in the end it's a luxury good like we don't need any more material items we don't Mm. need physical material art like there's there's enough shit on the planet and so uh excuse my french (laughs) 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 so much shit but yeah like we we don't need new things so i like this kind of um incorporating things that have this history and the schema that we have gained memories with and playing and building upon those memories just as a temporary agent in that in that process of this object so we'll go on and live some life after me but i'm just making some kind of collage of an archive of materials and infusing it with my handcraft, uh, giving it value through the knowledge that I have of the material. Yeah, I mean, that's so true because the point of time right now is that you have maybe no other choice actually to 
um, for, to, other than reuse or re-anything in comparison to produce something new because there's so much like, I don't know, especially after the, uh, the industrial revolution, there's so much with, with the capitalism, so much product, so much uh, waste, so much anything, which is seen as waste, but actually they're there. You know, like mm. you cannot diminish it uh, as calling them waste because they're still there. Yeah. Bigger and bigger and bigger and larger and larger. So you cannot deny that fact because we never see the waste. Yeah. We don't have any connection to it. We think it's gone. Yeah, we have this abstract idea of like bringing the But trash it's our away. biggest product, man. What's what's yeah. what's more than waste that yeah. we created? It's just unbelievable and that worse. we still manage to have so little intimacy with the, the end destination of our trash. Where the fuck is it? Mm. The mouth that's produced today. Yeah. That we managed to be so alienated from it, so distanced from it. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It just won't be the case anymore. No. Yeah. I think it has something to do with that. It um, uh, Maybe subconsciously it symbolizes death. So humans are afraid of it. Mm. Afraid of seeing a dead thing because maybe it's dead because it's sick, because it's old, because it's toxic. So it might you might get affected by it. So it might as mm. well be like away from you and hidden mm. so that no one sees it. Mm. Um, but that doesn't really change the fact that it exists in huge amount. Yeah, <laughs> Just because you don't see it yeah. doesn't make, mean that it's not there. It's there. So it, your approach makes perfectly sense. Yeah, the first uh, line of my, co uh, my concept for my last collection called Souvenir Planet Earth was on a finite planet where we're still searching for the place called thrown away. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. But I love that. It's like, it's like kind of fairy tales, kind of sci-fi dystopian thing. It's like, really? Like, that is our reality. We're just like, yeah, it's away. <sighs> away. Where the fuck is away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the fuck's away? How do I get Nowhere there? Nowhere to be found. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Just running around chasing our tails the whole time. That's weird. Thrown away. Where is away? Oh, makes sense. It reminded a lot of people of, uh, oh God, what's this fairy tale? Peter Pan. Mm -hmm. Neverland, I guess. Mm, yeah. I haven't really watched it since I was a kid. I was thinking to myself uh, the other day, what's, what do you think the best skill is? If you would have to pick a skill... Oh God! It's my favorite. Uh, these are my favorite questions. Just what do you think the best, the best, the best? I just want people to pick. <laughs> Max, uh, I hate these questions. Yeah. Um, so, but this is a real skill. This is not like a no, no, no. Superpower. I can answer right away. It's to play piano really good. Okay. Like best of us. Okay. I think that's the best for me. That's the best skill of all time. Wow. Just love it. Wow. Do you have something like that? Passion generator for others. <laughs> yeah, I want to give people their passion. I want to give them the key. I want to tell them what their passion is. Passion, passion generator for others. Mm -hmm. Passion mirror. So passion I have like PM in my chest. <laughs> I just pull the skin on my chest to the side and there's a mirror and you stare into it and you, you know your passion, your mission in life. Well, you know that I'm, I will be your first customer. Yes. <laughs> and I will never leave you. Let me get the mirror installed immediately. <laughs> no, I would love that. We'd love that. I mean, this is Passion a question generally. I get a lot too. People ask me all the time. Like, so you want to help people? Yeah. Hmm. I feel, I mean, 
in a nice way, like people are often really inspired by me because I knew from also a really young age, like what I wanted to do. Like it was kind of linear path, kind of. I don't know anyone else who really had this like linear path. And so people like envy me for that and they appreciate me for that a lot and ask me all the time, like what the key is. And I'm like, well, I I didn't do anything else. So I'm the last person that could answer that. I don't know. (laughs) But I can generate one for you. Yeah, the trial and error uh, journey. I don't know. It was a little bit tighter than a lot of people's. Mm -hmm. And I don't by any means mean that think that that's better than anyone else. So I would love to. Maybe a little. Help people there. <laughs> it's not that I'm better than anyone. Maybe just a little. Just a little, but not so much. I mean, just We're talking millimeters. Yeah. Just, just a little. More than a little bit. <laughs> <Not that bad. laughs> it takes a little ego to be an artist. That's <laughs> something no one can deny. So your... Um, future uh, occupation or um, passion. Your calling is the uh, passion generator. Mirror. Passion mirror, PM. <laughs> and my calling is the uh, to be the uh, self-care secretary, yeah. SES. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you listened to SES and PM tonight. And as an SES, uh, self-care secretary, I advise anyone, everyone to find their self-care routine and then just call me and pay me uh, before even starting with their self-care routine because they you're going to do it wrong. I'm going to show you how to do it right. And do you have a message as a passion mirror? To, passion mirror uh, generator. The world? Let's do like the beta version that you can, your homework, you mm-hmm. know, before you get to stare into the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would say is to find out what you're a freak about and how you can get freakier because <laughs> our mission on this earth is to just be, uh, being authentic is just being the freak that's in you and letting your freak flag really fly. And so, Unleash your freak. Yes, exactly. Perfect. Your freak knows its passion. So if you have this little tendency to be freaky in there, that's that's a good mm. sign that you should follow and dig deeper into that freaky crevice. <laughs> that's a great advice. So nobody has been you. Like you has not existed yet. So there isn't any one person that you should follow. Yeah. In the footsteps of. Yeah, that's so true. The only way you can be unique and free is to be yourself. Well, that's enough advice for the world today, I think, for the billions of people who are watching this podcast. I think you uh, just need to digest all of the topics that we discussed and talked about, all of the like um, process of the information you had. And I wish everyone um, a nice evening right now because we it's late. I don't know. It's 9 p.m. or something like that. And... Um, Thank you very much for being a guest in this podcast. Thank you for doing this. I hope you had a good time. And see you until the next episode. Until the next episode. In the future. I'm a cult follower now. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, everyone. See you also until the next episode. Bye. Adios. Those are...
yeah, yeah, these are just to keep it here. Pull it back. Because sometimes, uh, 